denial, I guess. Uh -huh. I didn't I didn't realize that it was a heart attack. Okay. So I sat down on the sidewalk and literally lay back on the sidewalk. Oh my god. That really freaked my friend out. Uh -huh. I just remember him running over to me and I was looking up and I just remember thinking, Oh wow, I think this is more serious than I think. And I kind of just took a deep breath and was like, okay, I think I need some help. The voice you hear is that of Myron McLeod, Fitness Center Director, One Fitness at Metro Los Angeles. One day while heading for the showers, I stopped at the front desk and Myron and I struck up a conversation. I come to find out that Myron also was a heart event patient and his story was even more dramatic than mine. Take a listen to my conversation with Myron. Back down memory lane. Yeah, so it's going to be very informal. Okay. And we're just going to talk like Chat. a regular conversation. Okay. And um, what's what I find inspiring about you is that when I went through my heart event and I came back to Metro and came downstairs to Fitness One, I found out that you had a similar mm -hmm. experience. So before we do that, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell me where you're from, and then we'll sort of pick up the story okay. there. Okay. Um, Myron McLeod is my full name. Uh -huh. I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, moved here from Atlanta, Georgia. I was in Atlanta for 20 years. Uh -huh. But I've now been in LA for three. Okay. June 1st, 2016 is my anniversary. Uh huh. And then I know um, it was just a random conversation and it came up and you told me you had a heart attack. I had a heart attack. Um, April 15th of 2013. So it's been six years. And it was incredibly dramatic. Like, my, I had a heart event, so I didn't have a heart attack. So, like, walk me through that day again. And I know you've, we've talked about it a million times. Uh, yeah, I had um, just gotten, got done with a, um, excuse me, with a, with a cycling, cycling class earlier that day. Because I've always been in the fitness field. And I was teaching um, a cycling class earlier that day. It was a Monday at the Coca-Cola headquarters. They have a big headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, uh -huh. in the Midtown area. Really nice corporate gym. And um, actually, during the class, I felt something kind of weird, but it went away. Um, so had you had those kind of symptoms before, or was this like a one-off? That was like the first day you felt that way? First day I felt that way. Ooh. First day I felt this, yeah. I had stuff, I would say a year leading up to the heart attack, I did notice a little fatigue, um, headaches. I would get headaches off and on, but I noticed them a lot like the last year. And I actually made a conscious effort to stop using as much salt. I was trying to get to bed early. Uh -huh. I was making sure I was eating. Because I was teaching a number of classes during, during the week. Um, cardio classes, strength training, plus my own workouts. So I was thinking maybe, you know, I just need to eat more. So that whole year, I was just the, the fatigue was on my mind. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the day of the heart attack, like I said, I was uh, had taught a class earlier, felt this sensation on the left side of my chest, mm -hmm. like 
um, a little tightness and a little um, just like a, a, a push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you describe it like someone poking your mm-hmm. chest, right? Mm-hmm. With their index finger, like really hard. But mm-hmm. it went away during the cycling class. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Fast forward to that evening, I had joined some friends for dinner. Um, and it was the same day as the Boston Marathon bombing. So I remember us being very focused on the TVs in the restaurant. Cause uh-huh. Every, it was all over the news. Oh, that's crazy because um, my wife and I, uh, when our son was born, we had a, a health scare. You know, there one of the markers came up and we thought that there may be something, an issue with my son. Mm-hmm. And it was a day when they had the big California shootout in North Hollywood. And, oh. that, and that caused all the cops to wear flak jackets mm-hmm. and get, you know, bigger assault yeah. rifles. So it was tied. It's, it's interesting that when it's tied into something, you never forget. A major event, Because it yeah. always ties it back to that day. Yeah. So, and April 15th, yeah. Uh-huh, Tax uh-huh. day, too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you remember that from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's sort of a connection. Like, you had a connection. Yeah. So, so, so everybody was focused on that. Did that take you your mind off of what was happening or not? Yeah, I never really, thought... Or? I never... I didn't... The, the, when the, mm-hmm. I felt that um, during my class, I didn't... Thinking, it went away. So I, did, I, I honestly didn't think anything else about it. I, I remember getting cleaned up, showered, left the gym, went home. American Idol was on TV. I remember that, and my friend was calling me saying, "Hey, you know, let's meet at the restaurant." Yeah, what yeah, was the yeah. name of the restaurant? I mean, was that it? Hudson Grill, uh-huh. located in Atlanta. I, I went to the Hudson Grill on Peachtree Street, which is near Tenth, mm-hmm. near the Margaret Mitchell House. You know, okay. The, well, see, I don't know any. What's yeah, the Margaret yeah. Mitchell House? It's the woman who wrote Gone with the Wind. Oh, nice. Okay. Her actual house is right there. Oh, it's there. like a landmark. It's a landmark. It's been refurbished and done over and turned into a little museum and like a little store. You can go in and buy stuff. Okay. Anyway, this restaurant's right next door to that. Ironically, whatever. So, um, <laughs> just to put it in a... Oh, I know. Put that, it on a and map. that sort of paints a picture. Yeah. All right. All just right. to put it on a map. Uh-huh. Hudson Grill. Um, so, we, we had dinner and we're watching all the TVs, whatever. And we were leaving, and we went to get in my friend's car. And I remember reaching for the handle of, of to get into my friend's car to the passenger seat, and I felt that feeling again. But this time it didn't go away. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Yeah. I started to feel dizzy. My friend was driving us down the street, and we were gonna make a pit stop to have like a nightcap, and then go home. So now it's around like 9:45 p.m. Almost 10 p.m. How, what was the time span between the first event in the spin class and, and 9 o'clock? Now see, the spin class was at 5.30. So oh, okay, so not too much time. Not too much time. Just mm-hmm. a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So the feeling didn't go away, and as we got to the, uh, the parking lot of the bar for our nightcap, my friend looked at me and said, are you okay? And I said, no, nah, I kind of feel something in my chest. And he said, well, you're going to be okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. So we got out of the car and I got really dizzy. <clears throat> and um, the valet came to take the car. And um, before I knew it, I was kind of like kneeling over, like, because I was getting really dizzy. And then I, I right. threw up. Ooh. I got really nauseous. Okay. Uh-huh. Threw up. And my friend said, Oh, wow. He said, You're going to be okay? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I felt better a little bit, but the feeling was still on my chest. Uh-huh. So he ran into the uh, bar to get some soda water. He thought maybe soda water uh-huh. so shake you it ate off. something bad or something like that yeah, yeah. I thought we had just had dinner so he's like maybe you ate something bad so why like, do you feel like you kept telling me oh it's okay it's okay it's okay I was in denial at denial I guess uh-huh. I didn't I didn't realize that it was a heart attack okay you know uh, I just thought it was just something 
you know, that would go away. Yeah, I'll be okay. You know, whatever. I'll shake it off. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we brought the soda water back. I drank that, and then it, nothing. I mean, I still felt the same way. So I actually had to sit down on the this little raised area in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so he said, "Well, I don't think you're gonna make it in." I was like, "No, nah, I don't think I'm gonna make it in." But I said, "But I can walk home because we were like four blocks from my house." <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh huh. He said, "No, no, no. Let me get the car." So I I remember standing up and walking to the sidewalk. How far was your house from? Like four blocks. Okay, so it was really close. Okay, real close. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and he said, um, "No, no, no, no. Let me get the car." So he was getting the car and. I said, no, 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 I'll just walk, I'll just walk. And right then I felt like really dizzy and I couldn't stand up. So I sat down on the sidewalk and literally lay back on the sidewalk. Oh my God. That really freaked my friend out. Uh-huh. I just remember him running over to me and I was looking up and I just remember thinking, oh wow, I think this is more serious than I think. And I kind of just took a deep breath and was like, okay, I think I need some help. That's really what I said. Oh, okay. To oh, so so you, like it was I a realization. Yeah, yeah, you finally gave in. Yeah, I kind of finally gave in to this is not getting any better. I mean, let me just surrender this, whatever's going on. My friend said, I'm going to take you home. So he grabbed my arm and pulled me up. And um, he walked me back over to the side. And then another friend of ours from, from dinner was walking up at the same time. And he said, Myron's not feeling well. I'm going to take him home. And he's like, oh. So my other friend came over to me and said, you okay, you okay? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, um, do you need anything? Do you need anything? And I was like, um, maybe, I don't know, Pepto-Bismol or something. I don't know. And I, I kind of, I remember saying, he said, okay, let me You're run to the store. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, disoriented yeah. a little yeah. bit. And he said, let me just go see if the, those convenience stores right there too. He said, let me go get, see if I can get you an anti-acid or something. So my friend got the car, I got in the car, I crawled into the back seat, and he looked back at me and he said, no, I don't think I'm gonna take you home, I'm gonna take you to the the hospital. He said, which hospital do you wanna go to? And then I was thinking, oh God, I don't wanna go to the hospital. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. Why didn't you wanna go to the hospital? Um, I was thinking, what are they gonna find? Are they gonna keep me? Just the fear of what was gonna happen when I got there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that was the best place for me, right? Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> so it was kind of so I said, no, 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 I don't know. And then I just all, all now it was all everything became kind of like a blur. I just remember being in the back seat, and my friend saying, "I'm gonna roll the windows down to give you some air," and I was like, "Okay, okay, thanks, thanks." Now at this point, is my chest is hurting on the left side, sort of like a. a- a pain pain like a cramp or something like a dull like ache like there was just soreness and okay it wasn't sharp it wasn't a sharp pain it was just like a kind of aching and I was sometimes I could breathe sometimes I felt like I couldn't breathe I was starting to sweat again I thought I was going to throw up again you mentioned there was a choice between two hospitals what did you decide on and why there's a state hospital uh, which is called Grady Memorial and by state that means they accept a certain kind of patient kind of thing? Is that they what you accept mean? a certain okay. kind of patient, people okay. without insurance. Got it, got people. it. It's a trauma center for, it's actually the leading trauma center in the South for gunshot wounds <laughs> and, and um, car accidents. It's okay. a trauma center, so they, okay. they life flex people in there like all the time. Right. But it's notorious for being, if it's not anything important, there's people sitting in the waiting room for, for hours, long, oh, okay. hours. Um, 
there's even sometimes they run out of room, so patients are like on gurneys in the hallways. In the hallways. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember my friend saying, I'm not taking you to Grady. He took me to Piedmont Hospital, which is probably one of the best places he could have taken me okay. because they have a heart center. Was that further away or the same distance? About or? the same distance. Okay. <clears throat> Grady's a little more downtown, going south, and then north is Piedmont Hospital. So, And we were in Midtown Atlanta, so it's kind of mm. midway between downtown and, and this area called Buckhead, okay. which is North Atlanta, um, going towards North Atlanta. Got me to the hospital, and I remember him helping me out of the car, and we got to the ER and there was this woman sitting at a desk and I remember kind of slumped over the desk and, and my friend was behind me saying yeah he's having chest pains um, and she looked up at me she said you're having chest pains and I was like yeah 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 and I immediately just knew that I dug into my pocket and got my wallet just set my wallet there and she took you know my ID out and I guess she was inputting my information and before I knew it there was another attendant behind me with a wheelchair hmm. and I remember hitting the back of my legs she said hey hey sit down here sit down here and I sat down but I felt like I couldn't sit up so I was bent over at the waist kind of doubled over holding hmm. my chest and she said I can't push the <laughs> I can't push the wheelchair with you in that position you're gonna have to sit back so I took a deep breath and sat back and she wheeled me over to this room and um, she told instructed me to get on the table she said you're gonna have to get on, on the exam table uh -huh. you know with the paper uh -huh. the paper. Right, 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 right. So yeah, yeah, nice yeah. crunchy yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got on there and I took a deep breath and kind of lay back and she started putting the leads on me for the EKG. Mm -hmm. And I just remember a couple of seconds went by and I looked, she was to my left and I remember looking up at her and I looked over and I saw the expression on her face. Her, oh. her eyes got kind of big and she tore the paper off the EKG machine and mm -hmm. she left the room and within like, Three minutes, or, or I don't remember what happened. It was seemed pretty like, quick, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of people came back with her, and there was just one young doctor. Well, he looked young anyway. I don't know how old he was, but um, he said, "How long have you felt, Mr. McLeod? How long have you felt like this?" And I said, uh, "About forty-five minutes." Because from the begin, from leaving the restaurant to now, it's been about forty-five mm -hmm. minutes. And he said, "Okay, well, you're having a heart attack," <laughs> and that's when I. Kind of lost it, started crying, oh, no. and he said, uh -huh. "He said, he said, we're gonna shoot you up with some dye. It's gonna show us where your blockage is. You got something blocking, and we got we got to take you to surgery right now." And I remember looking over to the door to the room, and my friend was standing there, and he said, "He was starting to cry," and he said, "Do you want me to call your brother?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so I think my cell phone was lying next to me, and he kind of took it, and I just remember. What, was your brother in town as well, or did he have yes, to come from out of yes, town? Yes, my older okay. brother lived in Atlanta at the uh -huh. time, too, mm -hmm. um, across town from me. And um, the room was really busy. I remember just lots of people running around. Um, did you go under, or were you sort of semi-conscious the whole time? I was conscious the entire time. Oh, wow. So I remember um, the woman coming with the, um, I guess, nitroglycerin. Mm -hmm. hooked up put the catheter the, in Yeah, uh -huh. put that in there, and... Um, and she said, and I remember them yelling out my stats, like, oh, his blood pressure is this, because they had put a cuff on me. They had yeah, dressed me up. Right. But then I'm, I'm not, yeah, just like you're, like, just like you're on TV. It's like right. so many people are in the room. And I, and I guess there must have been um, some re people doing a residency, because I remember this other young doctor standing there with this look on her face like, wow, this is like. So it was just a whole bunch of faces. That, a whole did bunch that of freak faces. you out when you saw those expressions? Or what? Or 
it was just all part of the. It's all a part of the like the, the blur. The the it was all all, all so fast. Everything was happening at mm-hmm. once. So I really didn't mm-hmm. like sensory overload. Yeah, yeah, I was already scared. I mean, after those words, you're having a heart attack. So I was like, did well, the nitroglycerin because that's supposed to relax you and the loosen pain up the, went away. Okay, but I think I was starting to go into like not shock, but just. Because it, uh, it got really cold in the, of course. In, in the, yeah. in, in the yeah. room. Yeah, I remember that about mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just remember it got quiet. And there was this guy in the room with me, and he said, All right, we're going to get you ready for surgery. And this other nurse that had been in the, uh, the other room, she started helping with my clothes off and everything. And um, and he, she, he was, she was draping me. And, and I just remember him saying, uh, Got to get you ready. We're going to have to put, he was telling me what he was doing. He said, like, We're going to put a, uh, um, something in the inside of your thigh. And I remember him spraying something on me that was really cold, so it was like a disinfectant. Right, right. And he, and I just remember feeling like a little prick, and that's all I remember. And then when I woke up, I remember, I think I was in an elevator. I was kind of coming to, and um, I was still on the table. And I remember getting off the elevator well, being wheeled off the elevator, I was still on the, you know, the actual gurney. Uh-huh. And they took me off the gurney. I was in this long hallway, and they took me off the gurney. She told me that she kind of helped me up, and I swung my legs off, and they put me in a, a wheelchair, I think. Mm-hmm. Was I in a wheelchair? Yeah, I had to be. I had to get, I guess I got put me in a wheelchair. And they took me to this room, and um, she said, okay, we're going to let you get in the bed. And I was like, what just happened? Apparently, I was in surgery for like about three and a half hours. Oh wow! Four hours, a long time. A long time. Because mm-hmm. my brother and my friends, they all waited to to for the for the uh, the my cardiac the woman who turned out to be my cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you wake Dr. up with Kalenich, them in the room? Or mm-mm. okay, I didn't see anybody until the next day. Okay, so what were your thoughts like when you came to and? What did you I was, think was, I was like, was next for you? Was it seemed kind of surreal? I was like, what happened? Did they say I had a heart attack? It was really weird. Um, and of course, a nurse came by like a couple hours later to check on me. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking her. I said, I had a heart attack. She said, Yeah. It's like you had a heart attack, but you're you're gonna be okay. And, and, then, I, and I guess and I guess I I remember lying there in the room going. Died. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm laughing now, but yeah, yeah, it probably freaked you out. It, yeah, 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 I was. I think I was like, I think I almost died, and it was surreal. And I, I was like, mm. and then I guess I, I dozed off to sleep eventually. And I, when I woke up in the morning, a nurse came in and was bringing me some food, and then um, they had brought me a bag in. I guess it had my stuff in it, so my cell phone was in there. Mm-hmm. So I called my brother. This is like early the next morning, and I was talking to him for a little while. And he said, "I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm, he's like, I left last night when they said you're gonna be okay. But he's like, but I'm on my way back up. Okay. So I spent that. It was a Monday night. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, around one o'clock, I got discharged. Mm-hmm. So what was the road back like, or, or? It was weird. I, I, I stayed with a friend of mine. Um, she came by to see me while I was in the hospital. She was kind of independently wealthy, so she was going to be at the house. And she's like, you know, I don't want you to go home to your apartment by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can stay with me for a little, for you know, at least a couple of days, and you know, 
uh, everybody can come by there and see you. So that was good. Mm. Chris was a nice big house that I got mm. to stay in. She had a nice guest room for me. Friends would come by, and then um, I just remember being afraid to eat. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, I was out for six weeks. I couldn't teach any classes. I couldn't lift. I wasn't really eating. I mean, I finally eventually started eating, you know, here and there. Um, that week, I went back to the doctor Then on that. That was a Thursday. I went back to see, and I actually met my cardiologist face-to-face mm-hmm. -face mm -hmm. on I think I went back on Friday. I think I got discharged at one, and I think I went back the next day okay. to see her. What was your condition like the next day? Were you able to walk around a little better? Or did you need to get wheeled yes, in? Yes, they, they actually. The next my full my first full day there that was that they got you up walking. The, the nurse came in and she said, "Okay, she's like the doctor wants you to get up and walk." She's like, "Even if you just walk down the hall a little bit." Oh, they did that come the first hi, night for me too. Come say hi to us at the nurses' station, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that and. And I was thinking, wow, I can walk? I had a heart attack and I can walk? My cardiologist told me that, thankfully, because I was in shape and I was active, I didn't need any cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to make sure I was gonna be able to slowly go back to work as they monitored me. Okay, so they told you, don't do anything for yeah. a certain amount of time. Yeah, it was six and that, weeks. That's the part of the story that's amazing. Tell me about your athletic, you know, you, you, you're very, what was surprising is that someone that had a heart attack runs a fitness center. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, you like your fitness history? Yeah, Why were you I'll, in I'll, such great condition. Fitness, and yeah, I um, I have a degree in exercise science from University of Florida, so I was always working in the fitness field. So I was forty one when I had, well, yeah, I was forty one when I had the heart attack. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. forty one. Mm -hmm. I was well, actually, a couple of months shy of my forty second birthday. Um. And, um, yeah, because it was 2013. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just making sure I'm getting the Getting the dates right. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was, it was a couple of, couple of months shot of my 42nd birthday. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you were at a big time school. You were, you were on the cheerleading squad. Uh, yeah, I was a very college cheerleader. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, we, were, we were required to have, we had, we had required workouts as a cheerleader. So, I was always working out. Then, degreed in fitness, um, was, working in the fitness field, but I had a really bad diet. Yeah, and you mentioned Honestly, that. yeah, mm -hmm. it was, I, So even though you're like 0% body fat. Yeah, you, I was You active. ate anything and everything? Yeah. Or just, so I looked really good on the outside, but on the inside I had high blood pressure, a salt-filled diet, fast food, um, you know, and with it just being me, you know, I'd, I'd always pick up something quick for mm -hmm. dinner. Mm -hmm. I ate out a lot, um, probably in drank, you know, I drank a lot more back then. Mm -hmm. um, liquor, vodka, wine, you know, whatever, whatever was around. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, my blood pressure was had started running high when I was in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it. Were you medicated for that? Or I was no, not medicated for it. Yeah, it went untreated. Yeah. Um, so there was all these years where I didn't even have health insurance because, you know, I was, a con I was doing contract work. Mm -hmm. So I'd only go to the hospital for know, strep throat, right, right. the flu, and... Upon the intake, they would always check my blood pressure and say, you know, your blood pressure is running a little high to be, you know, mm -hmm. 35 years old, right. 36 years old, whatever. And are you on any medication? They would always ask me and I would say, no, because I never felt bad. Well, it's a silent killer. It's right? a silent you know, killer. You know, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so meanwhile, I was killing myself, right? Being active helped. Uh, the doctor told me that 
that probably held the hard sack off. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, t- and, I, and ironically, I only had one blocked artery that was blocked 100%. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The rest were fine. And my cholesterol was fine. But it was a, you said it was a Widowmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Which is even yeah. scarier, right? Yeah. You told me about um, your cardiologist. You mentioned your cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Who would you say was the most important person in terms of you coming all the way back and I've, making a full I, recovery? I, I, was, I give a was, lot of credit was, to my was cardiologist. Was she your yeah. person? Or? Yep. Yeah, because of because of my background, I was always uh, very curious about what happened with me, and because I knew, you know, with my you know fitness background and my degree, I know the body systems and right. how important the heart is, and and how bad high blood pressure can be, and how a bad diet. You know, I was preaching all the good things, but mm-hmm. but you weren't living I wasn't it. Wasn't living it. Yeah, oh. I was working out mm-hmm. and very very active, um, teaching maybe like sometimes I would teach nine ten classes. Car- of cardio a week. Oh my goodness. Between cycling, mm-hmm. any type of um, high intensity, high low, anything with step aerobics in it. Yeah, I'm kind of dating myself. <laughs> steps kind of a format. Jazzercise or? No, I'm just No. <laughs> right? But I do remember jazzercise. Yeah, 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 I never yeah, yeah, really taught yeah. me jazzercise uh, per se, but it was always step oriented, cycling, mm-hmm. cardio, weight training, mm-hmm. weight lifting. Yeah, teaching a bunch of classes a week, plus my own individual workouts, my own personal workouts. Mm-hmm. So I'd always, you know, be on the the weight room floor just before class and I'd get there early enough to work out so very active but that diet you cannot outrun a bad diet right. that, that, I tell people that all the time especially at a certain age you know oh, I was in my 40s and I, one of my older brothers I have two older brothers the second oldest he's in the medical field and he told me he said you know our family history because we have blood pressure issues on my dad's side of the family the heart attacks on my mom's side of the family Ooh, so you had a double dose. Mm-hmm. So he told me, and two and two of my aunts had heart attacks. Mm-hmm. One of them died from a heart attack, and wow. the other one survived. They got her to the hospital. She's still doing well today. You know? Oh, that's good. Um, but my brother warned me. He said, "You know, with our family history, now that you, now that you're forty, this is when I was turning forty. He said, make sure you go get a checkup. Make sure you know what's going on. You know." Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you knew everything. So then 41 rolls around, almost 42, and it finally caught up with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so talk to me about your cardiologist. So how did she was just really, um, I think, almost kind of excited that she had someone that was so interested and involved in their own care. You know, she would. Did you ask lots of questions? I asked or a, a ton of questions, mm-hmm. and she was impressed with my knowledge of you know the heart and. You know, I would ask her stuff about the ventricles and and what's going to happen with my heart now. And she was just really impressed. And she's she would sit and talk to me, uh, you know, before and after, you know, mm-hmm. um, my appointments. And she encouraged me to, you know, she told me she said you still have a lot of life to live. Ooh. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome. And she said, and I talked to her about my food, and she said, you know you are going to want a hamburger, you're going to want pizza. She said, you'll do a lot better having what you want, but just don't have it every day. Don't go overboard. You can have alcohol, you can have something to drink, but she's like, just don't overdo it. You can have, a, her words were, you can have a civil glass of wine or two, a civil beer or two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not something you want to do every day all the time. And um, Yeah, she talked to me about her personal life as far as being, um, being into fitness herself, she was a runner mm-hmm. back in her day. She was from Michigan, mm-hmm. um, and she also would tell me stories about people that she operated on. 
who in a matter of, a matter of years will be back. Oh, and that's what to see her. That's what stuck because with they did me. not change her lifestyle. She said, it's, "She's like I, we did all this work for you. We got your arteries cleared, and then you go back to your same eating, your same alcohol, or whatever." Mm-hmm. She also was telling me things about they, they're starting to see heart attacks in the population younger and younger. Mm-hmm. For so whatever reason, playing a bigger part too. I'm sure. Yeah, she said really young people that she had operated on or, or were patients of hers had had problems from birth with their hearts. And they just didn't know. Well, Maybe. it was something that was treated, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they knew, so they would have to operate on, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, and the other people, it was just a lifestyle. And she said, unfortunately, some of them would not change their lifestyles and they would be back. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, there were some folks. What I just went through? They go through that again? I think I mentioned to I, I remember lying on the sidewalk. I remember my chest hurting. I remember throwing up in the street. I remember being scared to death. And and you, it's just a matter of not eating. Yeah. There's some folks that, I mentioned there's some folks in my cardio class. One guy, I think he had 17 different procedures to put stents and stuff in. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think one thing that stuck with me, you know, we've talked about this before. You said, she said they'll be back within three years if they don't. Yeah, change. yeah, which is that was really so, amazing sobering. to me. I, yeah. I can't believe that. And I was like, yeah. So you were like the superstar poster boy for yeah. how to do it right. I, I even shot a video for the hospital. Oh, that's awesome. She said, "I want people to see you." She's like, "I'm going to contact our um, PR department, our communications department, whatever for the hospital." She said, "I want you to do like share your story. Share your story. I want people to see you as an as." an athlete, um, a person in the fitness field, a personal trainer who let his blood pressure go untreated and who, you know, was not eating the best. And this is what happened. So, yeah. And, and so fast forward to when I met you and Mm -hmm. I, I was just coming back from my uh, heart event and, you know, I was able to come to one of your classes and you, you go all out, like Mm -hmm. you you do the cycling and everything. So you're a hundred percent back. Yeah, all around. Do you have any restrictions on your workouts or anything? Or no, they did tell me because I'm on a beta blocker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I'm doing any type of strenuous activity or cardio, I might feel like I can go, 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 go. Because the beta blocker is slowing my heart rate down, so mm-hmm. it's going against what I'm doing. They said just be careful of that, and that's really it. Awesome. Not really, any restrictions? Yeah, and of course, you know, now now I get my yearly checkups, uh, my heart scans, my I know my numbers, my blood work. Um, I have a blood pressure cuff at my at my house. Mm. I take it. Mm. Now I can kind of tell by how I'm feeling. I've noticed that with my blood pressure medication, um, the first couple of hours after taking it, it really drops my blood pressure right. low, especially so if I don't have food on my stomach. Mm-hmm. So I've learned if oh, I'm feeling a little dizzy, that means your blood pressure is low. You just took your meds. You might need to eat some more or, mm. or make sure. I, or sometimes if I hadn't eaten enough, I can, I can tell by... Other than that, um, no restrictions. Mm-hmm. But there's just things I kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm just aware. I listen to my body a lot now. <laughs> Have you even more? And and like I said, the one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you too is that you're inspirational to me. Mm-hmm. Have you this lifestyle change and this second lease on life affected other people around yes, you? Yes. Yeah. In what ways um, would you say? Definitely that? my immediate family members, my siblings. They all watch, you know, their salt and their sodium they are keeping track of their blood pressures now um, they're all making sure they get regular checkups um, 
have a cousin that actually lives in North Cali. Um, she calls me all the time <laughs> to ask questions because mm-hmm. she's really into fitness too. Okay. Um, so she asks, she'll ask me stuff about you know hard stuff and you know not tell her what I can. Of course, I'm no I'm no professional with it, but I've been through the, this, so it's been interesting talking to like meeting people in my profession like you and mm-hmm. other people that come into the gym or even back in Atlanta my years after a heart attack speaking to people and um, there's some people that are post re- post cardiac rehab and I can actually I can actually talk to them now because mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of went through what they went through and and so they you know they say they you know they're like wow you just kind of bounce back but so I think physically yeah, but mentally, it stays with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Tell me. Even just talking oh, about it now, I get a little bit of oh, a little bit of in my stomach. stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, know I feel sad about it. Oh, I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a heart thing. Yeah, and I think it. Yeah, it's because it's your heart. I think it. it you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah, weird, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, how do you think people? I mean, to me, it feels like people don't really understand. Like they it's don't. like that. It's, how you just described how you feel is like how I feel and I don't think anyone really understands that it's like it's like a loss of control kind of thing yes totally it it totally lets you know that you're mortal and you have you know there's gonna be like you've been pushed off a cliff and and I was falling that's what I felt like when I laid down on the side I know you kept talking about looking up in the sky yeah that was my surrendering point I think Mm -hmm. wow yeah it really was that's when I said oh god I think I need help that's what I said to myself. Mm. Wow. That's what I said to the universe. I put it out there. Yeah. And you got it. I surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. Well, yeah. I appreciate you sharing yeah. it with me. I know we've talked about it, but um, like I said, you're really inspirational to me. That's good. Because like yeah. I said, my, my journey was a little different and it's a little more difficult, but when I see somebody like you, mm-hmm. it just keeps me going. So I had have, to... Have you, have you Googled, Googled my name? If you no, Googled I will. Name, what what, what, what am I going to see when I Google it? It's just you? a short video that I filmed for the hospital. Oh, I wanted to, oh, and the other thing I want to do too is I'm going to come by and get some background. Like during your class, I'll just do some background recording. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you yeah. teaching your class. Yeah. Like sort of fill off the podcast. But yeah. All right, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's just, it's super quick. I think it's maybe... Is it? It's not. Is it a minute? It's mm-hmm. just me talking about uh, giving a really quick um, story uh-huh. about my heart attack, uh-huh. and then, then there's some shots of me, um, you know, on a spin bike in in the in the fitness center in the hospital, um, and just walking around. And oh, that's cool. Because I know when I would go to my cardiologist's office, there would be a video playing, and there was like a fit guy. He was yeah. a black gentleman, and it, you know, he was telling this story, and I was like. Now I have to go see if that was you, but I don't think it was. Uh, yeah. But uh, and then at our hospital, they have an ad campaign that's all around the city and on billboards. Yeah, and so, yeah. Like the one guy I told you about the 17th. Yeah. He's in one of the posters. Oh, um, nice. But unfortunately, I didn't make the cut. I was I came in after that ad campaign yeah. started. But uh, so they do the same kind of thing. So yeah, Grady does awesome. that too. Grady Hospital, the hospital in Atlanta, mm-hmm. they have a, a a very good stroke unit too. They deal with a lot of strokes there. So same thing. There's billboards around town with people that survived strokes, right? With their, you know, a byline mm-hmm. from them on there, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, a little wow. quote from them about mm-hmm. their their care at the hospital. All right. So, I guess that's it, it makes it makes it more humane. You know, uh-huh. you oh yeah, it, it puts a real face on it, especially just all, all ages, all races. Yeah, on these, yeah. On these ads. Yeah, and it's amazing because um, they look at me as the youngest person there, but it's amazing the range 
of folks like one guy was a sheriff and one was a firefighter and one um, was a mom a house mom mm-hmm. it's like heart disease affects everyone doesn't discriminate yeah yeah so wow so I appreciate you, you yes. coming on and talking I'm about glad, this I'm glad I did it yeah yeah I'm finally glad. right yeah yeah well no I mean <laughs> planning it forever well, I mean it's like a podcast you're always chasing down folks to, to record yeah. so that's that's common so it's no problem at all yeah I'm, I'm happy right. to do it alright thanks Myron you're welcome alright and now memo to self random happenings while out and about I had just finished a speaking engagement at WordCamp Riverside and was preparing for a very long ride home one late night now we've all had this as Southern Californians we find ourselves stuck in traffic in a car far away from a restroom. So to avoid that, I stopped into a Walgreens or CVS pharmacy and began to look around. I noticed that um, California currently has a a, a homeless crisis, as the nation does. And as I looked around, I saw quite a few homeless folks had come inside. And as I looked around, I walked up to what I assumed was a manager and asked a question. Do you have a restroom? But I figured since there were so many homeless folks in the store, he wouldn't want to open Pandora's box by letting me uh, use a restroom if there was one. To my surprise, he was very kind and he said, let me show you something. And he took me to a part of the store, very nondescript, a door that was unmarked and said, go ahead to your left. I walked in, it was a storage area of the store, and there was a restroom, an employee restroom. And I thought to myself, wow, Joe, you're way too skeptical. And we're conditioned to be that way when we're out in public in a strange place. We have to put our guard up to protect ourselves from what we, uh, what we assume is the big bad world. But out there in this big bad world, there are good people. And as was the case on this day, I was pleasantly surprised. We'll see you next time on Back Down Memory Lane as we continue to share. Take care of yourself.